I'm Jerry Willis. I'm Steve Ducey. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, April 29th, 2020. I'm Simon Owen. As the US and countries around the world try and plot a way out of coronavirus lockdowns, one European country stands out. But is Sweden's low-key approach working? Nowhere has, has much to go on. So, you know, Sweden's made its best guess um, based on the information it had and decided not to lock down. And, you know, they've, they've stood by that approach. This is the Fox News Rundown Global Pandemic. First today, here are some of the latest developments in the coronavirus crisis. The US economy shrank by 4.8% in the first three months of the year as the pandemic shut down much of the country. New GDP figures revealing the sharpest quarterly contraction in more than a decade, with most economists warning of an even steeper drop-off in the current second quarter. The White House saying the numbers show difficulty and hardship, but are not surprising. U.S. biotech company Gilead Sciences says an experimental drug called remdesivir has proved effective as a treatment for the coronavirus in a major U.S. government study. It's a potential breakthrough in the outbreak, particularly with health officials warning a vaccine is probably still at least a year away. As the coronavirus took hold in Europe and the United States, lockdowns spread nearly as quickly. From Italy and Spain to New York and California, hundreds of millions of people received orders to stay at home. But in Northern Europe, there's a notable outlier. In Sweden, social distancing exists, but it's more relaxed. Cafes and schools are open, and the Prime Minister has urged the public not to panic. But is it working? It may be too soon to tell. Sweden's coronavirus death rate is more than twice that of neighbouring Denmark, which did shut down. But Denmark now has to navigate a way out of lockdown. Well, Sweden's approach has been very much um, setting guidance and advising people what to do and what not to do um, and not setting kind of hard and fast rules or laws or having the, the police out enforcing. Charlie Duxbury is Politico's correspondent in Stockholm. The kind of guidance they've they've pushed um, are very... Um, widely widely spread pieces of advice like washing your hands, staying away from elderly relatives and people um, with underlying health conditions, um, also keeping a distance when you're out and about, um, particularly in places like restaurants and, and shops. But those shops and restaurants have stayed open, which um, has been unusual in a European context. Um, schools have stayed open and... Um, the, the, there have been restrictions in areas like travel. I mean, there, there are, again, no no sort of new hard regulations have been introduced, but the government has advised via its um, public health agency, has advised people to stay in their sort of hometown areas where where they can, which means pretty much, you know, all the time, unless you've got some kind of emergency, which means you need to leave your home patch. So that's that's been put out there in the form of, of advice, if you like, but it's been clear that you know the government will only let you you go so far and um things like skiing holidays and so on were a, an area where it was up for discussion the ski resort stayed open a long time after their norwegian counterparts closed and had planned to stay open for the easter um but the government stepped in and advised them not to do that and, and pretty much lent on them to close which sort of showed at that point where the limits were really of their 
liberal approach. And in found the same thing with football. Children are allowed to play football. Um, their leagues are running as normal. Adults not. They're they're all all been postponed. So there are there are limits out there, but they're a lot further out than you know nearby Finland or or Norway or Denmark. So hopefully that gives you an idea of sort of the background to it. So yeah, you use the word advice there and advising. That's yeah. very mm. different to telling, which is what has been the case in probably most of Europe. Yeah, and you you know you feel that when you're when you're out and about. I mean, what I would say about it is people here do seem to follow official advice when it's given. I think the government's approach is to try not to come out um, unless it's an absolute emergency and advise people what to do and not to do. Um, so when they come out with official ad- advice and guidance. People here generally take it seriously and do follow it. Um, and so when you, you know, you are free to, I live in Stockholm, you're allowed to to go out in central Stockholm, you'll find many things open, but they're just a, a lot quieter than they normally would be. Um, the main streets are a lot quieter, bars and restaurants are open, as I say, but much quieter than, than they would normally be this time of year. Um, so, so, yeah, guidance, but guidance that people seem to follow. So, so say Stockholm, for instance, you say it's, it's quieter. I mean, you know, we mm. see pictures from London, from Paris, from Rome. I mean, those are major mm. cities that are just asleep. They're just shut yep. down. Stockholm, yep. awake, wide awake? It's it's awake, um, but it's not, you know, sort of the, the, the beat of the city is, is, is reduced. I mean, you would find... Um, you know, public transport's very quiet. It's running, but it's very quiet. Um, the pedestrianised areas of, of central Stockholm, which this time of year would start to be getting very popular with tourists and also locals, um, quieter. The main museums and public spaces are largely closed. I mean, there's a big outdoor sort of park, um, kind of safari-style park in the middle of Stockholm, which would, um, was, is closed. And so there's just that less of a... Uh, a through flow of of people but but awake but but sleepy (laughs) what's the assessment been so far of the state of the epidemic in sweden because Mm. it's always hard to to judge these in in different countries everywhere is different but a lot more people have died in sweden from the coronavirus than having some of its nearest neighbors Mm. yes yep that's that's definitely true um and, you know, obviously it's a cause for concern uh, among people here. It's divided, divided opinion. There have been some quite um, heavily publicised editorials and letters written into um, widely read newspapers by experts suggesting that the, the public uh, health agency are on the, on the wrong track, the government's on the wrong track and need to tighten things up or, you know, things are going to get a lot worse. Um, there are also people, you know, who you hear out in the streets who are, who are very happy that things are, are more liberal and that they're allowed to, particularly that their children are allowed to attend school and people are allowed to, you know, to a much greater extent continue to work in a way that they would recognise as sort of something approaching normal, normal work. Um, so, yeah, the approach has divided opinion. And Pete, there has been a lot of attention paid to um norway denmark and finland as you would expect when you've got similar countries nearby and you get one country sort of out on its own then there's a lot of looking over at what the neighbor's doing um lots of headlines and but there's you know i think the the consensus is that it's too early to make a a useful comparison because if you look at finland now their death rate is much much lower than than sweden but they're facing the challenge of you know there's a pressure there to reopen 
um, their economy. They've been extremely draconian and very cautious in, in what they've allowed to be at open. And now they've got this challenge of, OK, at what pace should we reopen? This obviously the same kind of challenge you face the UK and France and, and places like that. Um, but they haven't had anything like the, the death rate that you know, places like the UK and France have seen. So they've been very cautious. It seems to have worked in those places. But now, you know, they're having they're thinking about well, what will happen when we when we relax things will we just you know see a situation maybe something like what we've got here or or how will that work so you know each of these solutions brings with it its own its own challenges and yeah the situation uh, the, the situation is particularly bad in elderly care homes i mean that's been about 50 percent of the the deaths reported here appear to be um in elderly care homes um which is the, the government itself and the public health agency have acknowledged that as a huge failure and they're looking into it and trying to work out what they can do to, to to try and fix that situation. So it's not been entirely plain sailing and, and there have been there have been wrinkles, particularly with the elderly. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, this and the, this this debate has been very lively here about, you know, not everybody's been happy to be the odd one out and there have been you know, you hear people talking about not wanting to be kind of the, the the guinea pig that's being experimented on here by potentially scientists that, you know, don't know which way ultimately things will play. But then again, you know, what the public health agencies say is that, you know, the amount of information that's out there is, is limited for everybody. The UK doesn't have access. If This is to quote the, the head of the public health agency's response here. He would say, you know, nowhere has has much to go on so you know sweden's made its best guess um based on the information it had and decided not to lock down and you know they've they've stood by that approach and and they say you know little has emerged that's made them question their approach but you know they also say you know time will tell in a year when we look back at you know total death rates over a longer period when when countries have come in and out of lockdowns you know might be a fairer comparison you've been listening to politico's correspondent in stockholm charlie duxbury we'll be right back after a short break. Do the uh, Swedish leaders ever talk about the phrase herd immunity, which was discussed quite a lot when lockdowns are being talked about and, and initially implemented? This idea that if you don't lock down, you allow the virus to spread, you are risking more deaths, but you are perhaps introducing a degree of immunity among the general population. Have they, have they talked about that as being a goal? They've talked about it, but not as a goal. I mean, the way Anders Tegnell, who's the, the lead epidemiologist and the face of the government's response, really talks about it. He says that the goal is not here is not herd immunity. The, the goal is to create a situation where they're not stopping the virus. The virus is, is spreading, but in a manageable way um, so that the case load is manageable for the hospitals and other healthcare facilities. Um, but the restrictions on on life are not more than they they need to be, and and his, the way he seems to phrase it is that, you know, if you run that and you run it in a sustainable way for long enough, then herd immunity should emerge. You know, they use these words should, and they they don't speak with any level of sort of 100% certainty on this, but according to the way they understand at the moment, that herd immunity will be sort of a, a byproduct of the approach that they're taking in the way that it would be anywhere obviously if you have if you don't have a lockdown then that situation should uh, emerge more quickly but you know they 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 couch their their descriptions quite heavily um but they do them when they talk they talk about herd immunity but only really in those terms and not not as a specific goal 
Are there any indications about the impact on the economy? Does Sweden appear to be in the kind of freefall that locked down countries like France, UK, Italy are worried about? Yeah, I mean, Sweden has, is definitely set to take a big hit, the same as um, as many other parts of Europe. It's an extremely export-dominated economy. It's the home of, of big companies like Volvo, um, Ericsson, um, and, and others who, you know, are going to be hurt badly by the fact that they can't move freely around the world and and, and that demand, the, the, obviously the, the floor has fallen out of demand globally. That That's going to hit here as hard as it's going to hit anywhere. You might see some some resilience within sort of the domestic economy and the service sector, I imagine, just because shops are able to sort of keep the, the wheels moving. But um, they're, they're suffering as much as anybody. I mean, the, the restaurant trade, even though it's managed to stay open, is, you know, bleeding badly. Um, so it's bad. Um, it might be slightly better than elsewhere. And it, it may be that the advantage that the Swedish system does allow for is in some sectors, they may be able to ramp up more quickly just because things have been able, the lights have been able to stay on. Um, so that once things, hopefully, when they do get back to something more like normal, it will be more e- more easily uh, approached when it comes to restarting things. I mean, that's that's what people do say. Do you think it's possible that, you know, when we look at all the countries, uh, well, states in the US and European governments, France did it recently and, and Spain, and let's talk about what Britain's going to do, how they're going to exit their lockdowns. Do you think it's mm. possible that they're starting to draw up plans to gradually relax their restrictions? And quite soon, they might look at being similar to what Sweden has been doing from the start. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing that in um, in places where the, the pandemic wasn't as bad. So Norway... Denmark, they're starting already starting to look more like the way that Sweden has been throughout because, you know, they've been in the fortunate situation where the death rates have been much lower than um, in the UK, for example. So you're already seeing, you know, countries start, starting to, to learn from each other. And you know, particularly Norway and, and Denmark locally here are starting to move towards a more Swedish situation. For its part, Sweden's saying that it's set up this current setup to to be sustainable that for for the long haul if you like they they went for a balanced approach which means that they're not planning to make any changes for the foreseeable future finland seems to be a slightly different case in that um it's being much more cautious about relaxing its its approach and is still some way off being you know as as, as relaxed as the situation is here um but yeah i mean also i guess all the different countries are looking at each other and thinking okay well what's turning out to be best practice in a situation where so little is known charlie thanks very much for speaking to us it's a pleasure you've been listening to the fox news rundown stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com and for up to the minute news go to foxnews.com From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.